Blog Talk Radio. Your family's hard work and sacrifice 
A warm embrace after a long toast fight Or your favorite meal when things ain't going right The sweet serenity after you cry Or your kiss on the cheek to say goodnight That one special friend that had you open wide Or that long date that kept you out all night To tell someone that I love you No matter how you say it It only matters what you do See, love is universal And know that, know that someone's loving you Universal and know that know that someone's loving you. No matter how you say it, it only matters what you do. Each day, please take the time to tell someone that I love you. I make this look good.
This is a dream come true. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? It's awesome, baby. This is Coach Kyrie, and you are now rocking with the best. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Man Leads Radio. Dot info. Give up a round of applause for being up in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I got some lovers up in here, some cuddlers up in here, some people who want to be in some healthy relationships, and I appreciate you all. I need all of you to do me a favor, those of you who come early, and for those of you who listen to the download, I need you to right away go and post this on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter. I'm listening to www.manleadsradio.info right now. 347-205-9089 is the call-in number. That's if you're on right now live. If it's a download, just tell them you're off the number because when you type in manleadsradio.info it takes you right over to the show and i gotta even even a, even a guy like coach kair i have to uh tonight i wanted to i knew i was like you're moving really fast tonight coach is there something that you need to make sure that you do and yes that thing is make sure that i am most of the time, because every week when you type in manleadsradio.info, it takes you to the present or the upcoming show. But I had such a long day. Being an executive producer of this show and the co-host is, you know, I got a lot of responsibilities during the day. So these are, you know, these are some of the things that go along with my responsibility. And I wasn't able to go do that, like, right away. But, you know, I'm not the best multitasker, but I get it done. But I'm going to get the show rolling immediately, immediately, and let you all know that you are in the right place tonight at the right time. You have picked the right uh, genre to pull into. And if you've been listening to our shows for like the last four or five weeks, I know I got some testimonials tonight to tell you about, oh, yes, my relationships are this much better such and such and such and such. And I love hearing from the people, the, the, the naysayers. See, the naysayers is what really make it worth it because they get the book and then they read it and they say, oh, my God, I judged the book by its cover and I shouldn't have done that. I love it so much. This is a great book. Where's Ro at? I just want to hug her and kiss her. Well, Ro's about to come on in just a second. Now, you can't jump through the jump through and kiss her, but you can say like, mwah, 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 and she'll get it, okay? She'll she'll understand where you're coming from. Or you can say to Kyrie, mwah, 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 and I'll get it and I'll know where you're coming from, okay? Because that's what I was doing when I first listened to, the, I first read the book. I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ro. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And she was giggly. She was like, hee, 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 hee. She does that very well, you know, with that laugh. So um, tonight's show, Unhealthy Blame Game versus Accountability. I'm not even going to set it up too much. I got to bring Ro in because I really want to talk to her about this and set the scenario because she's going to start laughing. Like I, Her sense of humor is kind of like mine. She's going to laugh. Then she's going to give you a really good answer. So please, please, please share the link on your page, on Instagram, on Twitter. If you came through the Facebook, just share it on your page and let people know that you're on the most awesome show, baby, on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. 
But right now, put your hands together for the multilinguist only, I think the only person in the world who's ever interviewed a thousand men who have women that show them affection, genuine affection in public from around the world to get their views on leadership and what makes relationship wins. I present to you the author of Man Leads, Woman Follows, Everyone Wins. Woo! The trilogy. That's not on the title, but you can get it on Amazon right now. Uh, y'all put your hands together for Road Techno. It's awesome, baby! This is a dream come true. What's happening, Ro Love? What's going on with you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm delightfully well. Blessed by the best, too sexy to be stressed, and worth my weight in diamonds and gold. You know how I get that. <laughs> good. And the, look, every week that my leadership skills go up, my value goes up. What you got to say about that? Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm talking. I mean, because your premise is that all women want leaders, right? Yes, all feminine women want leaders. And there's a lot of women out there complaining that they can't find a real uh, leader. So obviously, he must be in short supply. So if, if man looking for a feminine woman is increasing his leadership skills, then obviously he must be increasing his value as well. Is that safe to say? Um. Yeah. I would okay. Agree. Right, just like if it's a if a woman is increasing her femininity, she's increasing her value as well too, right? Right, right, right. But a lot of and, women are unaware, you know, not even conscious of the <laughs> idea of femininity. This is a real a really interesting problem. I remember I remember a few weeks ago and I'm so riled up for this show, too, but I'm going to just, I'm not regret. I just want to, like, recap. So a few weeks ago, someone asked Ro the question of, what is femininity? And at the beginning of her answer was, the problem is I have to answer that in 2014. Do you remember that? Yes. But really, this is really a Western problem. And mostly, mostly with women who speak English, which is so weird to people, but it does actually make a lot of sense. Our TV has been erasing our femininity since, like, the 50s. And every country who can speak and understand English now has Internet, and we have been affecting all of these other countries where people speak English with our media. So men are see, are complaining that women's femininity is being lost in almost all places where people speak English. Mm, okay. I don't necessarily think, yes, I totally see where you're coming from. So you're going to really find this setup question I have for you tonight. You know, you're going to find this very, very, very interesting. Um, if you're following me on YouTube. Please go to Instagram and check out one of uh, Rose. This was a post that she did six days ago, but I thought it was very, um, very uh, good for tonight's show. She said, where are the leading men? And she says, waiting for women to stop trying to be men. Right. And men all understand what that means, but most women say to me, well, then if he's waiting, that's not the the right guy for the job. 
which is a really big misunderstanding because men, masculine men, are not going to further cause women to behave in a more masculine way by trying to dominate her and and getting her to, you know, be more feminine. That doesn't make any sense. Mm, that doesn't make any sense. It don't make any sense to me. Well, and men and masculine men are not willing to compete with a woman for their masculinity, which should be rightfully theirs. Exactly, Mundo. And I really like what you said on the Instagram page. You said men are politely waiting for women to be feminine again. It's the gentlemanly thing to do as right. force can lead to women's further masculine behavior. Yes, good men like Kair, put that in there myself, wait for women to stop trying to be men and won't compete with a woman for rightful space as a man. He shouldn't ever have to. So I'm going to give you a quick story. This is not even on the topic. This is like something specific of this right here. Let me make sure I like it. Just like the other 1,011 people like that post. So if you're not following man underscore leads on Instagram, you're missing out on the real CNN. This should be the win-win-win uh, network over here following Roe. Um, there's, a, there's a young lady that I have always loved for a long time, and we were talking, and she's getting out of a relationship, Roe. And I was like, I know that you're getting out of this relationship, and um, I know things are cool. And some of the things that she was expressing, I said, yeah, you need a good leader. You need a good, healthy leader. And she was like, I ain't following nobody. I'm leading myself for the rest of my life. And I was like, whew, I'm glad Rose not on the phone with me on three-way. And just listening to everything that I've heard since we've been doing the show and reading and even practicing this, I kind of fell back. And I, I, I did an internal energy check. On my, on my testosterone level, because my testosterone level goes up when I hear a woman say, yes, I'm looking for a leader. But when she said, I'm not letting a man lead me, and he needs to lead himself, and I'm going to lead myself. And I was like, well, you kind of feeling that way because of unhealthy relationships that you've been in in the past. She says, I don't care. I'm just angry, and that could be so, but I don't need no leader, and he better lead himself, and he ain't leading me nowhere. My level of attraction for her went down a notch or two. And I was like, wow, like, but I can't, but I wasn't forceful. And what I said was, I respect where you're at. You need a, I still feel that you need a healthy man, but I don't want to get in an argument about this with you because you're very strong on your position. Maybe you should listen to the show and later on, maybe you'll come around. But, you know, at this time, you know, uh, how many people do you need driving on the steering wheel? Or when you're dancing with someone or doing the salsa, who, I mean, can both people lead while you're driving? And can both people lead when we were dancing? And she laughed at my example, Ro. She laughed at my example and was like, bump that. She said some other words. She's like, bump that. I'm leading me. He lead him. We can get two steering wheels. What do you think about that scenario that Coach Kaya went through this week? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so. If you look at my YouTube channel, my upload on yesterday explains this very well. 
basically, when women lead themselves, try to lead in a relationship, it feels masculine to a masculine man. A man who is more feminine will go for that because he's unhealthily attracted to a more masculine woman. But a masculine man who's standing and not moving out of his masculine position because we're looking at yin and yang. There can only be one yin and one yang in order for there to be harmony in a heterosexual relationship. But if both people are trying to be the man in a relationship, a masculine man will have the instinctual feeling. He may not be able to verbally express this, but he will have the instinctual feeling that something is wrong because he's heterosexual and he's not interested in being in a relationship with another man. That's a homosexual relationship. <laughs> Obviously, you're waiting for me to hit that hit that applause button. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. You are absolutely right. Now, before we get too far on the show, we may have some new people on the show tonight, and they may say, "Daggone, they talking all this fire. What kind of resources do they have, or who do they think they are being an expert on this? It could be a man or a woman, or they just want to qualify us and, you know what I'm saying, together or separately. So would you tell them, Ro, a little bit about your background and where the book came from before I get into the topic of the unhealthy blame game and account versus accountability tonight. Okay. Um, to make a long story short, I am a very odd black American woman who has a very strange background in multilingualism and multiculturalism. I am a cultural expert and a linguistic expert. And I... Um, study and teach the cultures of different cu different people of the world and the languages of different people of the world and how to transfer those languages and those understandings of different cultures from one person to the other. Well, after a few years of that, um, I realized when looking at human behavior in American relationships that it is very, very obvious that men have their own culture and languages and women have their own culture and languages and language. And um, I did two years of research in 16 countries where I interviewed 1,000 men who were from extremely healthy, loving backgrounds. These were not unhealthy men by any means. These men were not interested in controlling women or being sexist in any way. These were very loving, healthy fathers and husbands who came from generations of the same thing. And what um, came from that was my book, which is written in the form of a manual. Man Leads is the title, but there is so much to the book. Basically, it's a manual on harmony between men and women based on the practices around the world. Got you. Now, there's, there, there may be one or two or 22 women right now that are listening on the, on the archive or live that may say, 
well, aren't you being rather selective? You didn't ask any of the men. Um, why didn't you ask any of the men who were sexist? Because there are sexist men out there, and there are men yeah. out there who want to dominate. Why didn't you interview them? So your study must be incomplete because you only interviewed men who were doing it right. Um, yeah, we interviewed men who were doing it right so that everybody else could learn the right way. We don't need to learn the wrong way. We already know that. Oh, I just love how she answers questions that I kind of know the answer to. I just love it. Yeah, and if you want to get individual coaching from Roe, you can all you can go over to manleads.com. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I am showing you the, the website. You're looking at the website. I'm sharing the screen, and um, you, I'm just like, giving you a preview. So go and check out <clears throat> manleads.com. Now, I'm ready to get started on tonight's topic because this is the, this is the funny part right here that you're going to start laughing at. So late, oh, two nights ago, a female friend of mine who listens to the show, big shouts out to yourself, you know who you are, um, and she sends me a text, Ro, and she says, what, what can a woman do if she's being feminine but her man refuses to get up and go get a job and she pays all the bills and she's just tired of being feminine and he's just lazy? I'm trying to, like, find the text, but she's basically was like, <laughs> what is what is, a, what is a woman? Hold on, hold on, hold on. She says, "What is a, what is what?" And then I was like, "She said, will you ask Roe?" And I was like, "Well, the show isn't even tonight." And I was like, "No, I'm not going to ask Roe because Roe's going to laugh me out of the building, just like you just did. You probably laughed, and you was like, what? So I knew, you know, I, I knew from me as a healthy man, the first thing that came to me was, she's not healthy." What you're talking about is from someone who is not healthy. Okay, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. She says, uh, the question, I want to read it word for word. You know, your phone wants to mess up when you want to look, at, look, look, look for something. Oh, um, can you see if Ro can answer my question on Wednesday? How can a woman be feminine if she is the only one working and her husband has no job? And no motivation to get one. How can she not be masculine? Oh my goodness! All right, I know, so no, I know, I know, I know. First off, the wait, main thing you, is oh, that this on, guy is not a good second. choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. Yeah, okay, so the main thing is, you know, this is not a good choice, but if this woman is going to be married to this man, she, if she's going to be married to him, now, let's be clear, this is not a good choice. So my advice is based on healthy men, but if this woman is married to this man, she needs to decide if she's willing to nurture him well enough for him to be able to do things on his own. If he's not going to do things, she's going to need to get herself a new man. Wait a minute. Are you talking about divorce? Are you talking about cutting out on him? Are you talking about uh, polyamorous or polyandry? What are you talking about here now? Getting a new man? They're already married. Well, this what is you her mean? husband, right? She can, this, if this is her husband, she may need to get a divorce. There are people, people, people. 
if you are the marrying type, if you like to be married, um, you probably will be married again if you get a divorce. A divorce. There is no reason to fear that your divorce is going to end up in some horrible situation where you end up in loneliness and die alone. If you're already married, it's very likely that you can find somebody else and get married again, meaning you are one of the people who it probably <coughs> can work out for if you do better. So it's really sad. This is really an American phenomenon. Staying in, a, in an unhealthy marriage is an American phenomenon. I cannot say this enough. We find this to be honorable. We love to say how many years we've been married instead of how many years we've been healthy and happy. This is dysfunctional. We have to remember that we come from a country that was built on slavery. And so we often view our marriage as a, some, a type of slavery where one person or both persons owns the other. And mm-hmm. it often is a financial contract, which is not healthy either. This is not the, uh, the main reason to get married, and it's definitely not a reason to stay married. Marriage is for the purpose of personal growth and for... Um, creating strong family lineage. If you're in an unhealthy marriage, you may as well be alone. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. If you're in a healthy mar- un- an unhealthy marriage, you're actually living as a single person. It's awesome, baby. There's no reason to hold on to an unhealthy marriage. You're wasting your time. And if you want a healthy marriage, sometimes the best thing to do is to start over before you get too old. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> What's wrong with people? <laughs> I can't take it. You know, in Europe, especially in France, if there is no sex in a marriage, it's over in three weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we have this perception that the French are having extramarital affairs. They're not having extramarital affairs in their minds because they have already decided that it's over. We don't see it that way. We think they're going to go on 10 more years married to somebody. But to them, they're preparing for the next relationship. They're moving on. And, <laughs> you know, these are people who enjoy living. So if you are truly into the beauty and the grace and the um, charm and excitement of your life, you wouldn't waste it in any type of misery or complacency. You would move on. And this is what people understand when they're in their healthy minds is good for their children. You know, when we get divorced, it doesn't mean the children lose a mother or a father. It may mean that they gain a mother or a father. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, one of the, which to me is 
the children, you know what I'm saying, and which, which represent the lineage should be foremost in your mind. And that's for men too. If you're with a woman who's unhealthy, it's okay to think about a divorce instead of saying, I'm going to tough it out for the kids, okay? I'm going to tough it out for the kids teaches the kids to tough it out and stay in bad situations. Would you agree? Exactly. 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 And in our country, this is a not a tradition but a horrible dysfunction that has been repeating for several, several generations. We don't have people choosing unhealthy spouses because we have, you know, our, our children will grow up and choose unhealthy spouses if they have seen their parents stay in unhealthy relationships. They, we have a tendency to believe that what we saw is called real love. If the dad comes home every day and doesn't speak to the, mo- the mother and goes to sleep on the couch every night, children will wholeheartedly somewhere in them believe that that's what real marriage looks like. But it's and not. that's not what real marriage looks like. Right. It's like watering a plastic plant every day and then telling the child, go water that plant. And the child is like, mama, it's plastic. Shut up and go over there and do what I said. It's just, mm-hmm. it, is, it is the exact same thing. And then you're posturing. You, um, you're posturing, but you're mad posture. One, uh, here's an example. When you are at the grocery store, I don't care how tired you are, please don't lean on the, like, cross your arms and lean on the cart. Do you know that's the worst thing you can do for your back, neck, and shoulders? Do you know that? Well, when your children see that, what do you think they're going to do when, when, it, when, when, it, when, they go, when they grow up? They're going to do the same thing. So, you know, um, please, please, please listen and start working on implica- implementing some of the things that we are Highly for healthy relationships. Listen, we're not telling you what to do. It's an option. Rose not giving the book away. You got to make a choice to buy it. Okay, so it's a, these are suggestions, and people are winning. People are winning with these suggestions that the book is making. These techniques, these strategies. Like I have, I was on an earlier call tonight with uh, Symptometry Root Cause Radio, and they asked me to talk to them about strategies to avoid bullying. Do you know I had I, I, I was bringing things from Man Leads and The Art of War and putting them together, Ro? Putting the strategies together, <laughs> putting them together, you know, because they were trying to make bullying seem like it only happens on the playground. And I said, you have bullying that happens woman on man and man on woman at all ages. At all ages. So, you know, this is why I'm so emphatic and I'm stopping doing the things that I could be doing on Wednesdays to get this show on the air because I really believe in the message. And that's why I'm pushing it so hard because it's very, 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 very valuable. Very, very valuable. And a person like me who came from a dysfunctional relationship and looking at my mother and father and the crazy stuff that they did hey, I'm not going back through that again. I'm not staying in a dysfunctional relationship, and I really don't want to go through the divorce thing. So I'm so happy to be um, 
being empowered with the right information to start off my first time, I'd like for it to be my last time. It's okay that if I don't get it right the first time or if I slip up, which is my chances now are very slim now, that I'm going to marry the wrong person because I have to be an absolute dumbass right now. But, hey, and you really have to be tricky because I have a lot of different things. I'm going to do an interview. I'm going to ask you questions out of the book. You can be like, are you really interviewing me? I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm interviewing you. And then I have another book called Romance and Finance, and there's 36 questions in there I'm going to find out. But even before we get to Romance and Finance, it's are you healthy and do you play the blame game? So the inner part of tonight's conversation from this very when she said, can you, can, um, how can a woman be feminine if she's the only one working and her husband has no job and no motivation to get one? She's making an excuse to blame the husband and saying, yo, he's lazy. Get up and go get a job. What is so women missing when they choose mates? Or what are men missing when they choose their mates when it comes to looking at what's healthy? And you have a book. You need to go over to Chapter 5 right now. Boop, boop, the pages of the book. So if you are studying along with us, I see Tremaine Scott and South Carolina, my big cuz, he has, he posts the room talking about I am Tremaine. Make sure Row is going to give you just a little bit. She ain't going to cover the whole thing, but she's going to give you a little bit about healthy partners and how healthy partners are accountable. Sonia Row. Yeah, and the, the other thing I want to say about that lady who said um, that her husband was lazy or unmotivated. She has to, everyone needs to look at themselves first. It is extremely unhealthy to go around trying to find blame in other people. That is a serious um, behavioral aspect of somebody who is addicted to negativity. This, is, this person may be a negaholic. <laughs> we, right. Going around blaming someone for our life's condition is, just a way to focus on negativity. The first thing you need to do when you see something going on in your life is to blame yourself. Mm. This is the responsible adult thing to do. So if willing and if um, brave enough, she can wonder why she's being lazy and not doing something about her man's situation. She may need to get a new man, figure out what the man she has in her house who's married with her is doing, and to make sure that she has the right type of example around her children. Not doing something about that can also be seen as lazy. Mmm. Mmm. Ooh, and can be and can be looked at as lazy? Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay, and that's man or woman, you know what I'm saying? So like, what? Okay, so now you know somebody's saying, well, well, in this text they didn't ask, they didn't say that there were kids in there. But let's push the envelope a little bit tonight, Ro, and say, what if you have already had a child with is this individual, and you want to now blame children, staying with this person because of the children, you know? So um, I'm staying in this unhealthy relationship. Because of the children, is that person also lazy, or should that person look for a divorce too, or should, should that person yeah. look to, to uh, having a uh, child in the situation means that you have a higher responsibility to be healthy. 
Now you have to be healthy to you, and you have to be healthy, a healthy example to your child. People love to say what they're going to say to their children. I'm going to say to my children not to copy me and to do otherwise. It doesn't work like that. The biggest <laughs> way that we speak to our children is through our actions, period. This will never change. When, someone, when a child grows up, they don't even remember the words that were spoken to them from mm. almost anyone on earth. Mm. A child's memory is associated with behavior almost 100%. And once that memory becomes a fabric of who they are, what a parent says to a child in their teen years or in their early adult years will be very uh, will be only slightly effective because the child has already formed a personality. Wow. Wow. And then is that going is that one of the growth factors of unhealthy relationships? Yes. You know, we we don't often have good examples on how to choose what to look for, and how to sustain healthy relationships. Um, everyone wants to believe that they're, they're the healthy one and the other person may be the unhealthy one. But the truth is all of us have the ten- a tendency to be unhealthy or healthy. We just need as much information as possible. <laughs> if you are not a sociopath, you can choose to be healthy. You can, you can, you can, and which now, why are people choosing that? You know what I'm saying? Why are people choosing to be unhealthy like that? For the same reason that their children will, because their parents did. Whoa, 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 whoa! And how does that affect the lineage? I'm, at, I'm, I'm I know I'm asking. It like, ruins so, lineage. But, Everyone will continue to start over. Lineage is not supposed to be that someone gets married and starts fresh. A marriage is supposed to be a continuation of family lineage. So if your children are trying to do different and better than you because your marriage was dysfunctional and then they end up copying your marriage, their children are going to have to start over again. It's just going to keep going. Family lineage will not have a chance to build upon what was healthy unless somebody breaks the cycle and decides to be completely healthy for their children, whether that means in their behavior as a single person, a dating person, a married person, or whatever, there needs to be health for children to be able to see. And by the way, if you do choose that you're going to be single, it needs to be temporary because Children cannot see how a couple interacts if there's no example from their parents, not from watching the Cosby show. You know, I can not explain how how many black Americans model their marriages after the Cosby show. And the truth is that this was the best example that most people had 
But that also tells us that there are so many families that fail to give a good example. Mm. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm, I'm a. I'm with you. They so many so many poor examples. And the, another piece that I um, wanted to reiterate right here is I kind of lost my train of thought. My, People, 205-9089 and press 1. You don't have to text me as roll this. This is a call-in show, 347-205-9089 and press 1. We are more than happy to take your calls, all right? Call in, call in. That's why I got the number on the bottom of the screen on YouTube. Call in and ask the question. Um, the piece you said about, oh, if you're single, make sure it's temporary. So you sound now a lot of single women, they say this role. They say, I ain't bringing no man around my child. I, I I invited a you know I invited a young lady over the other day and she was like, oh I'm not really I don't really know yet my daughter to see me around someone else outside of her father. But they're getting a divorce. They're not getting back together. So what? What 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 say you about the bringing around my kids syndrome that people say, you know, I can't do that. I'm I'm going to let them see me, you know, sneak around or whatever. What do you say about that, Ro? I say a few things, and this is what I have seen through my research. It is incredibly important for children to see and experience and feel masculine and feminine energy in any type of interactive and healthy way. If a woman brings a man who is healthy around her children, the children need to be able to understand beforehand that women need to be around masculine energy and children need masculine energy. The household does not function well without both masculine and feminine energy, which is normal and natural. Children are not stupid. It's 2014. We see children <laughs> doing amazing, very odd, sometimes incredibly mature things all over the place that we were not doing when we were children. They can understand a lot of information if broken down to their level. And children already feel, boys and girls, already feel that something is lopsided in their house. They know something is wrong. And boys, especially being raised by mothers, feel that something is very wrong. Women need men either in a friendship situation or a dating situation even if she's dating a guy and it doesn't work out, move on to the next guy. But guess what? Those, each of those guys can be a positive effect on the children when you're looking at the fact that boys and girls need consistent, positive, masculine, and feminine energy around them. We don't need a bunch of boys learning how to be 
through the verbal teaching of their mothers. Mm. Women believe that they can talk to their boys to explain them to them how life works and how things are. But guess what? Girls okay. learn through verbal teaching. So if a boy has most of his teaching and upbringing done by a woman, he's going to be communicating as a woman later on in life. This is not cool. Boys need to learn that men communicate through actions and learn through actions. So if a boy learns through actions, behaviors, and um, situations, and girls mostly learn and teach through verbal, you have a mother trying to teach a son in a feminine way and communicate with him in a feminine way. Not only is he not going to receive it well because he's a boy, he can become very confused as to how to communicate with other masculine men. I, I The example that I'm getting, that spirit is giving me right now, is like teaching someone to ride a, a bicycle with one training wheel. So if I put the training wheel on the left, they're always going to lean to the side where there's that training wheel. They have no, right. no and, they, and there's a fear of leaning to the other side, and so they're going to learn to ride that bicycle with that training wheel on the left. They may never get the balance. Right. But here's the but here's the good news. The good news is what boys need to learn from men is an instinctual need that boys feel. They may not be able to verbalize it, but they can feel that they need it and they are attracted to masculine men who can teach them about their masculinity. So, if a mother lets her son out into the world, into the streets even to become more exposed to masculine rituals and masculine ways and masculine thinking and doesn't attempt to shelter her from men because she may believe that men are bad or defective because of how men have treated her, which, is, which needs to be addressed. But hmm. if a mother can do this, her son still has the ability to learn masculine behavior and masculine communication and masculine interaction. So these are things that can easily be taught to a boy through other men if women just understand clearly that that needs to take place. But it's it works better if there is a man in the house, clearly. Clearly. I'm 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 definitely clear on that. And now, um, here once again, I'm playing devil's advocate because I hear just all the excuses coming up now. Well, you mean when I'm dating, I'm supposed to just let him move in with me? Is he supposed to move in with me? I ain't shacking up. What what kind of message am I sending if I'm shacking up with this man? What do you Nobody say? says sex. Ah. Nobody says sex. And if you want to be the ultimate example to your children, but leave the doors open. Leave all the doors open. There, everybody needs to know that there is no sex. Mm. You know, um, 
we didn't say engaged or married. We said dating. And if if we are doing things properly, men who we meet can be our friends and they can be healthy to be around our children. Mm. So this has nothing to do with sex, and it's the greatest example that it's not a sexual, soon sexual relationship. Mothers are mothers need to be incredibly, incredibly selective with themselves sexually. Ha ha ha! You all, you all. I'm not. Well, yeah. I'm gonna say you. You heard it here first. Now she's not saying. Well, I'm not saying. Or I'm not even hearing her say. Be very abstinent. What you need to do? I'm telling you, the shortcut is get the book. Find out what a healthy man is and snatch him up because there's plenty of healthy men out there. There's plenty of there's plenty of healthy men out there. But guess what? Hold on, before Ro gives it to you, I'm gonna give it to you. If you aren't healthy, you don't deserve a healthy man. Kyer said that. You don't des- listen. Why does a sick person deserve a healthy person so they can make their life sick? Let's just let, let's 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 just look at that first. Why? And and but and at that same token, don't sit there and say, "Well, this is why I'm not in a relationship, Kyrie, because I have to be by myself for years and years and years until my children get out of high school." I said, "Well, what grade are they in? Third grade. So you're gonna wait nine more years for them before they get out of high school. Take you nine years in order for you to get healthy. Healthy starts in your mental attitude." And the things that you know, what you recognize as healthy. Because what you're looking for in a healthy man, when you become them, the man's going to just almost jump in your lap. And you're going to be like, wow, where did this guy come from? He came from your attraction. It came from your attraction. You only attract what you are doing. So you lazy women who you got the lazy man over there, Oh, excuse me, you woman who you say, well, my man's lazy. Just go look in the mirror and say, he's lazy because I'm lazy. There's a, there's a part of me that I am that he's mirroring right now, and I don't like it. But at that moment, he is your teacher. Get Jewel in the Lotus, the Bible of Tantra by Sanyata Saraswati, and turn to page 82. Either page 82 or page 58. I think it's page 58. Anything a partner does to you that agitates you shows you that they are your mirror. That's why I wouldn't answer my friend through a text message. Also, because I don't coach text. I'm not going to coach you through a text because that one answer is not enough for you. You need to get the whole program. You can't come in and get a spoonful of a healthy meal and think that you're healthy and you've been eating uh, uh, ice cream and chocolate chip cookies and drinking Coca-Cola all your life, you know what I'm saying? But now you ate some steamed broccoli one time, and now you're healthy. You need to gradually. <laughs> you need to gradually. Look, I mean, for real. I mean, people think they can just come. Like, even when you get the book, you are you. You now have the manual. When you listen to this show every Wednesday at ten o'clock, you're getting jewels out of the manual. So and you and then then you can use them. You can use those jewels in the manual to start attracting the type of lover that you want. You know what I'm saying? And I got people just 
trying to blow up my Facebook page right now. I'm going to go look at some of these comments that they're putting up here. Really, really, uh, <laughs> really, really funny things that people are putting up. Um, what what else do you got, Ro? Because I know you may have been holding your tongue over there while I was speaking. Thank you so much for letting me get that off my chest. Yeah, well, often I need to explain that, you know, there are women constantly saying, man, these men are supposed to lead us. Where are they going to lead us to? They're not gonna, they're, they don't know how to lead. Men don't know how to lead anymore. That's why we're leading. M- masculine women ruin the masculinity of a man. Masculinity needs to be practiced. Women mm. need to learn how to sit down. Go have a piña colada. Go sit down somewhere. <laughs> Be feminine. This is your it it's not that we need to um determine if a man is masculine enough to lead. A woman has no place to determine who's masculine or not. That is completely unfair. That's like a white American person saying they know who's black enough. They know who's black in America. They know what blackness is. You don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. A man's ability to lead is going to increase by a woman's confidence, lack of judgment in her man, and by her neediness for him. Men need to be needed. And if a woman cannot bring that confidence and lack lack of judgment and a sense of need to her man, his leadership is not going to be consistently improving. It's going to be consistently decreasing. You know, I keep saying and keep trying to remind everyone that it is the nature of men to respond to the behavior of women. Women are making a mistake by believing that a man needs to take his position as a leader. But men are supposed to already have their position as a leader. This is not something that men are supposed to fight for. Men are supposed to fight for food. They're supposed to fight for the attention of women. These are natural healthy things. Men are supposed to fight for their families and the safety of their families, but men are not supposed to be fighting for their masculinity. Mm. Mm. Masculinity Mm -hmm. is a right for for as as a man that is received upon birth. No woman should be trying to determine if a man deserves his masculinity or not. That's like a man coming along saying that a woman does not deserve her femininity. And nobody will have that. 
Women want to have their cake and eat it too in this country. This is not Mm -hmm. everywhere. This is mostly an American phenomenon. We want to be able to choose if we're going to be demure and protected and feminine or dominant and bossy. You can't choose. Your man needs to be in the habit of being the leader or he's going to be out of practice when you need him to be the leader. It's very embarrassing to be in a social situation with a man who's not used to being a leader and his woman needs emotional protection in a group of people. If he's not used to taking up for you, guess what you're going to get? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, and you're going to get left hung out to dry at the wrong time because you ladies are emotional creatures, not just emotional, but you're more emotional than we are. And if you sit there and say you don't need me, you're under fire, because at the moment that you say it, you're not under fire, or the moment that you say it, you're under fire and you're handling it, yes, but think about the time that you're under fire and you can't handle it, and a man is supposed to step in and be a man. So before I go to the callers, and because the lines have lit up right now, I want to say the number one thing, that, I mean, besides getting a book, is be willing to pass. Please stop throwing past in my face. Because I, as a history major and a griot and a professional history historian, I don't care. And as a coach, you say, well, why you don't care? You're me around. The show I just got folks that I was booked. Because I said something that, you know, I didn't agree with. And she came right back. She didn't want to be quiet. She wanted to come as a negaholic and tell me that she could teach me something, that it was a teachable moment and that I was being a man. And I'm passionate about that I have, and this is what I do. And I'm pretty sure, I'm just making this assumption, yeah, you single. You single or you run your man. Well, you don't run me, okay? And so when I didn't work, I own it. If someone asked me, as an expert, I don't give flips. I was about to curse, but uh, Roe doesn't like me using profanity. I don't give two flips if I'm sitting beside Cornell West or President Obama or even Michelle says something that I know is friendly and scientific. And she used, well, I'm the president's wife, so I can say this and get away with it. I'm about to speak my mind, and then I'm going to see if Secret Service is going to escort me out because I'm not a chump to sit there and get. Chump. And that's what I could tell by her energy was she was used to chumping men off. That's what we call it, chumping them off and saying, oh, you're just doing this. Man, miss me with that, okay? I'm doing very well on my profanity control tonight, aren't I, Iro? Well. Yeah. Yeah, she's impressed. She's like, what? He was getting ready to, oh, he didn't even say it because my mouth is not, I'm, I'm doing my best now. So let me get to the callers, but I want to reiterate, ladies, stop throwing your ass up. Quit asking me about the what-if situation. Stop making up the worst-case scenario that you can ever make up in your life. It fogs up your hearing. You can't read nor hear nor get new instructions or a new policy. Here it is. This is the example I gave. I'm going to go to the callers. Ro, I'm going to ask you this question. If you have a pair of shoes and they hurt your feet and you have them, these shoes on and you say, here, and, and, and I say, Ro, here are some new shoes that are specially designed for the contour of your foot. And all you have to put them on, all you have to do is put them on, they're going to make you feel like walking on air. And you don't take the other shoes off first. Can you 
new shoes on. Can you put the new ones on? Can you put the new ones on if you don't, if you refuse to take the old shoes off first? No way. And what do you look like, bro? What do you look like if you're a woman and you see another woman got on some, you know, some flat heels and trying to, if she's got heels on and she's got a flat, she's got a flat inside of a heel. Talking about this is my favorite. I've had it all my life, but it hurts my feet. What what does that look like to you, Ro? <laughs> Some someone who is being stubborn. Exactly. Some of you men out here, you know, y'all act crazy like that too. So get the book. Don't come hollering like some of our previous guests. Like, well, what if she don't? You know, what if she make more money than me? Just get the book. Oh, listen, just try it first. Then come back to me and say it didn't. Because we don't have anybody that's come back yet that says it didn't work. Now we're going to the call lines. Everybody, you got five minutes. Make it short because Roe is long-winded and I am too. So if you hear the applause. Row, that means I want you to tie it up. And if you start getting long-winded, somebody who's a caller, and you hear the applause or you hear something come on there like some gunshots, that means tie it up, okay? So, all right, let's go to the first caller from the 951. Boy, your microphone is going, Coach K. Can you give me your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, Coach, this is Big Ben from Call from California, man. I know that oh, was for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you out of the way first. What's up? All right. Um, my question for this evening is, um, Ro, you hit it on, uh, on a certain point as far as culture is concerned. Can you explain American culture so people understand? And like I said, specifically, and I, I might want to do an illustration, um, black culture in America, it starts with slavery, and there are certain things that are within the black culture that people don't understand. And you said the aspect of uh, us being products. Black people don't know we were products, and, and the fact of the matter is we were grown at the stay age the of... Stay with the question. Stay oh, with the question. Sorry, stay sorry. With the question. Okay. Let, let, let Ro answer your question. Don't answer your own question. Okay. My, my question is, the healing and the aspect of the black community, are we aware of how unhealthy we are? And if, if, we, if, we're, if we are, if we're not, why is that something that we're not addressing? Okay. So, according to what I have seen all over the world, the, okay, let me just put it like this. Let me break it down into clear numbers. 20% of Americans have a passport. If you have never left the country that you were born in, your view of what is normal is only based on what you have seen and been exposed to. And... But 20% of Americans have a passport. This affects our country hugely because we don't have open-minded discussions about human behavior and what is natural and normal amongst humans. If you go to a country where almost everybody travels, the amount of compassion in that country is astronomical and the amount of health towards each other is astronomical because in that particular country of people who have traveled all over the world, they have been able to compare behaviors of people all over the world. We as Americans compare the people across the street versus the people in Texas to the people in New York. The problem with that is 
all of those people are watching the same TV. And when we don't even know people who have who can bring back this information for us or can understand another language where we can at least hear and understand information of another culture's intentions, we become locked into recycling the same information over and over and over again. The main reason that I wrote the book is to be able to stop the recycling of local information. I will say that again. The main reason I wrote the book is to be able to stop the recycling of local information. Local information is not wisdom. Local information is hearsay. In order to become wise, you need to gather information from near and far. Every scientist and every well-traveled person knows exactly what I'm talking about. In order to have a clear hypothesis of your life or how you want to live your life, you need to be able to have gathered information from different avenues and different points of view. So we don't have that as black people. We recycle the same information over and over again. We gather information from TV, which is supposed to become our reality. We accept it as reality, and we regurgitate it back to each other, expecting some type of changes. I cannot explain to you that when I look at Facebook, for example, people are saying the same stuff over and over again. They have no idea that they are just repeating the same crap over and over again. The information is not becoming more enlightened. It's just recycling from person to person. But but because we live in this society and we grew up here, we think that that's normal conversation. It's not. It will never elevate you and it will never elevate your family. And it will not elevate our society. In order for our society and our culture to become elevated from our current state of thinking, We need to mix our thinking, compare and contrast it with other cultures urgently. (laughs) She said urgently, urgently. (laughs) Well, well, if I can say, you know, I'm going to cut my time. Uh, I I appreciate you guys actually bringing that discussion to the people and you guys being a part of that change. Um, I have other questions, and I'll go ahead and, Maybe I can raise my hand later on, but uh, thank you very much for your comments, Ro. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate that, Ben. I'm going to holler at you. Peace. Peace. Hey, let's move on down the line. Don't go nowhere, though, Ben. Just press 1, and then it'll it'll pop back up later. Hit 1 twice. Call her from the 314-814. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you call from, please? This is Rebecca. Hello? Lord have mercy. Hey, Rebecca. (laughs) Hi, Rebecca. Hello, hello. I have a question. I have the five minutes, I know. Um, One thing I wanted to ask is um, what time period do you feel is uh, healthy between a woman dating a man and actually introducing him to her children? Um, Once a woman has determined that a man generally has the same personality that she thinks he has, 
Okay. Then that's good enough. So like six months, nine months, that's like. Yeah, like garbage. a month. Yeah, six to nine months is garbage. Girl, she said one no, month. No, yeah, six to nine months is too long. Um, like a month. If you oh. are spending a, a healthy amount of time with someone, you can find out if they're a sociopath in about a month. If you're seeing them once a week, you can't find that out. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love it. Right, exactly. One thing I'll definitely, uh, well, one of many things that I'll definitely definitely agree with you on is uh, you definitely, people definitely attract to themselves what they feel that they're worthy of. If you continue to, you know, in one particular way, then you're going to keep attracting the exact same thing. There's so many things, on, uh, so many comments on your page on Facebook that I uh, don't necessarily agree with from the uh, females, yet and still they, give, they actually give proof to the whole black female syndrome. And mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, and I attempt, I, I try to come and, you know, to ask uh, questions in a nice way. I try my best. Today mm-hmm. I was kind of, Kind of gotten upset. I had to delete something I put up there. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, because, well, I think I'm sorry. And the reason is because you you just get tired. Just as a woman, we get tired too, you know. And and it's not necessarily a thing of getting tired of the men. I get tired of the women. Right. You know, you're sitting right. up here saying that you're a single, in, independent black woman, yet and still you're looking for a man. No, you're looking for yourself. Yeah, if you're single, and not looking like for a man, but looking for somebody to boss around. Exactly. Exactly. You know, as black American women, women, we often suffer from something called hypergamy. This is the oh. desire to marry up. Hypergamy. Hypergamy. This is the desire to marry up. Hold on. But what are we trying to marry up for? And hits just keep on coming. A real, a real woman does not look for a man to be pre-made. A real woman looks for a man who she can participate in making. Because some woman is going to, some woman, now I'm not talking about a boy. I'm not referring to a boy. Because I'm pretty sure that in order for Barack Obama to become president, he needed his wife's support. And five times. Listen, hold on, Rose. She made five times as much money as him before. He was making sixty thousand. She was making three hundred thousand. There you go. And guess what? She, guess what her job is now? Housewife, mother. Exactly. <laughs> this woman exactly. knows what she's doing. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She did not give her mind away to a man. Her husband is the president of the United States of America. That's not dumb. Exactly. And no matter what anybody says, there's a black family in the White House. I feel good about it. I don't need to know any more results. 
Now that deserves that a plaque and an applause. That was an accomplishment in itself, yes. Exactly. That's an accomplishment I'm going to live with forever. It's but. awesome, baby! <laughs> we need to all realize that we men are looking for their own personal Michelle Obama. Somebody who's oh. going to represent them well and someone who is going to lift them up to their greatest potential. Michelle Obama could have easily, we don't know this for sure or not to be, she could have taken her money and helped her man to pursue his goals. That would have been a very wise choice. Exactly. I agree. Mm-hmm. Because I believe when you come together, you know, when you come together, it's not mine or yours, it's ours. It yeah. comes in, it, it, it's a pot. Everything comes in, you know, goes into the pot. Thank you very much. If you're much. on the same team. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, too. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. She's, in St. She's smart enough in St. Louis to be on the show out there in the streets acting crazy. So big up to Rebecca for being in the house listening to how to get her relationships up. Instead of out there mm-hmm. with a bunch of angry people, all right? Call her from the – but big shouts out and my prayers go to the family of everyone who is suffering, the immediate family who is suffering from the tragic uh, happenings of um, the uh, little brother Michael Brown. You know, definitely um, if you go down my timeline, I do have something that you can print out and put on your altar or put up for Michael Brown in his honor if, if you're into that type of high science. So we definitely want to give honor out tonight and his immediate family. But if you're looting and you're acting crazy, I'm not giving you a shout-out, period. You're mad for no reason. All right, call it from the 336-588. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. We can hear you. Hi. This is Frida. I'm calling from High Point. I am... Um the culprit for the texting, <laughs> so I thought I'd want to beep uh, in and uh, give my shout-out. I've been listening every Wednesday faithfully, and I purchased the book, and I have just been picking up on so, so, so much. It, I have learned, um, you know, being feminine has actually been in my own benefit. It has, it's it just, it's a lot of truth to it. I'm just I'm glad I'm picking it up now than later. Um, but I, I do wish I had it, you know, that type of teaching when I was growing up. But it'll be something that I'll pass on to my children. But um, I have a uh, my the question I just wanted to recap on. Um, you know, really good friend of mine. She is recently married, and you know, her husband isn't currently working, and you know, she feels all the weight is on her. Um, you know, how can she um, still be, I guess, in her feminine way without emasculating her man, you know, with, you know, him kind of being like the stay-at-home husband. You know, they don't have any children, but, you know, how can how can she make that work, you know, without, I guess. Wait a minute. She do, they don't have any children. They don't have any kids. Then he doesn't have any reason to stay home. Yes, he does. If she let him stay home, that's his reason for staying home. That's why he's at the this house. Is not, please tell your friend that this is not the nature of a masculine man. No masculine man wants to be 
not providing anything. Mm-hmm. There's no child at home. This is not. This is not healthy. He's a banana man. He's a banana he man. He needs to be producing something that has value, or saving to a point that there is a value, or creating something that brings a value. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily referring to money. I'm yeah. referring to the fact that men need to be needed. And if this man does not need to be needed, something is wrong. Yeah. She's used to, I guess, um, you know, doing everything herself. She's very, in, very independent. Um, and, you know, I guess, I guess not to really put it all out there, but, you know, when it comes to, I guess, needing some things done around the house or things that need to be done financially or taking care of the house, um, which she kind of leaves it in his place, they kind of go on the wayside, but, you know, and then she ends up having to go back and pick up. That's because the more he behaves in a feminine way, the more he loses his ability to be masculine for her. The more she behaves in a masculine way by carrying all, of the masculine burdens, the less feminine she will be. She's going to have to do a trade-off. She's, go- she's not going to be able to be feminine and masculine all the time. Yeah. She's going to have to do a trade-off. It literally is like, you know, a, a math problem. There needs to be more femininity in a woman who wants to be feminine. Mm-hmm. If you're heterosexual, if you're a heterosexual woman, you need to be seeking more femininity. Don't just let it fall to the wayside. Losing your femininity is what we call a homosexual woman. Mm. Let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, when, you, when we are feminine, we are clearly women. And no mm. woman who is heterosexual wants to be manly. We don't like this. Women, women opposed to, you know, what I say about how to treat a man all day long until I make it clear that one of the main reasons to treat a man a certain way is because it feeds our femininity. It makes us more womanly. This is a benefit. It makes us more womanly. When we take a plate and serve it to our man, that that gives him respect, sure. That also yeah. makes him feel respected. It does, but it does something else. It makes us feel more feminine. Some women feel this feeling and become uncomfortable. They call it vulnerable, and they mm-hmm. don't like the way that it feels. But the feeling of being vulnerable is being feminine. That's tough. That can be tough. It can be tough, but guess what? If you're not vulnerable, it means you're not needing your man. And if you don't need your man, he loses his purpose. So we better get it back in order. You know, a lot of, I I guess, we're trying to make this real short. With with being vulnerable, um, you know, it's fear that I'm not going to be taken care of or it's fear that, you know, it's not going to be done right or it's not going to get done at all. 
learn the science because somebody has to be step, step out on faith, and I will tell you the science. When a woman sits down, a man sits up, stands up. If I am in the gayest part of town, I live in Atlanta, if I'm in the gayest part of town and I walk next to a bench and there are three gay men sitting on that bench, I am extremely feminine. Guess what's going to happen? Almost all three of them, if not all three of them, are going to puff up and stand up and offer me a seat. They're not doing that for every woman. They're doing that for a reason. There's an energy there. I'm not showing skin everywhere. There's an energy there. Men respond to femininity. When a woman seems needy, men respond with pleasing a woman and fulfilling those needs. Mm. We love to call these, we love to say that this is only sexual. It's Mm -hmm. not. If it was only sexual, gay men would not be offering me their seats. This is not sexual. This is based on nature. So if you or your friend or Mm -hmm. any other woman decides to step down from that position and say, I'm not doing it, somebody has to save me, guess what? You're going to be saved. So trust that I'm going to be taken care of? Trust it a little bit at a time. Watch it happen. Start off by not being able to do stuff. I can't put the garbage out. My hands hurt. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. Okay. Start off by not being able to do stuff. You know, don't rush out of the car. Leave your seatbelt on and look at your phone. And guess what's going to happen? He's going to come around and open the door. Yeah, that's, now that's another thing i got to jump in. A lot of mm-hmm. women just will, just refuse to even give us the opportunity. You, you don't, because you don't look at it subtly, subtly like that. Like, where is your body language? What Ro just gave you was a posturing technique. Sit in the car with your seatbelt on and let the, and then, but when he gets out, here's what some of you just blow it. You blow it. You sit in the car. You listen to what Rose said. You sit in the car, and then um, you leave the on. You look. He comes around the car. He opens the door for you. And instead of you saying, oh, oh that's so sweet, giving him a little kiss or something like that, or going inside and giving him a blowjob, you say, ah, oh, now you're acting like you might get some. You see what I'm saying? You still like. <laughs> you say right. You say something. <laughs> Say something very corny like that, which is very childish. And men are looking for mature feminine women. We're mm-hmm. looking for mature feminine women. Not You can't be feminine and kind of childish. We're looking mm-hmm. for feminine, mature women who, like, understand this because it is a dance. I say this all the time. I don't like relationship as the cake. I like I mean, I don't like romance as the cake. I like romance as the icing. Relationship science is what we're teaching, which is the cake. And icing is the romance. Stop leading with romance and lead with relationship science. You've been trying to trust romance. That's ridiculous. Stop trying to trust romance. It's built off lies and misdirection and perceptions. It's not based off of things that work. You don't have to Especially listen. Especially because you may not know this man. But you do know that he is a man. So in order to teach him how to treat you, you need to act the way you're supposed to be treated. 
sit in the car with the seatbelt on because two steps have to happen in order for you to get out the car. You have to take the seatbelt off and open the door. And he knows that. Men love to be needed. They don't want to be treated as less than. They want to be appreciated. They need to be appreciated. But they need to be needed. And the moment that a woman lets a man do things for her, he now has a position, a responsibility. He knows who he is in that relationship. He knows that he can be masculine. He's not going to be masculine with somebody who may break him, who may later on break him down. Who may compete with him. We're not going to be masculine with a female who's going to compete with us. We're not going to do it. I'm not. Nope. And, and real G's ain't going to do it. I was going to use the N-word. I believe in the N-word. I'm going to compete with a female for the masculinity. Also, my words, too, are broaden your perspective of what you expect men for. You see what I'm saying? Because here's the thing, Ro. Some some women try to do this. They say, he's only good for sex. I can do the rest myself. My fingers ain't long enough, so he's just good. For, I can open my own door. I just need him to eat me out, or I just need him to satisfy me sexually. I can do the rest myself. What do you have to say to those ladies, Ro? I, well, you know, we have to remember that we also need men for a lot of other reasons, but keep our eyes focused on the future. These men are supposed to grow old with us. They're not here for sex only. Ooh, 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 ooh. And like you, and, They're and supposed like you said, to grow old with us and become our great uncles and our grandfathers and our mentors. They're useful. We need them. They're not someone to be used, and neither are women. We all matter in God's eyes, so we should matter in each other's eye. We are not expendable. Take that to the bank. We are not expendable. And the moment that a woman treats a man as expendable, guess what? He's out of there because he needs to be valued. And the hits just keep on coming. Thank you, Frida, for calling in, baby. Thank you for your support. Thank keep you. listening. You're welcome. Thank you. Yay, caller from the 202. 202-510. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Namaskar. My name's Scotty. I'm calling from somewhere on this planet called Earth. Namaskar. Um, How are you? Wait a minute. Yes, Hold on before you say anything. Before you say anything. Ro. This was yes. the first person I know that bought your book. He beat me to buying the book. This is the guy who we should all be giving. Let me give him an ovation because without this guy getting the book and saying, listen here, because you better get this book, there would be no Man Leads Radio Show. So I want to give him an ovation. Thank right you. This is him. This is the guy who started the All right. Go ahead, my brother. What do you got to say tonight? Yeah, I mean, um, M. Scotty Cogdell calling in, like I said, from somewhere on this planet Earth. Y'all covered a lot of bases that I want to talk about. And one thing I like about the book is that you talk about the principle of polarity on there. And like a magnet, two like charges repel each other, and opposite charges attract, masculine and feminine. I um, only have a few points. I'm going to keep it brief because I'm another 1976 of myself. I can be long-winded, so I'm going to keep it brief. <laughs> um, <laughs> one major point that I see that was brought up is about 
I learned this for some older people, having grandparents that were married 60-plus years. They died a year from each other. One was buried the day before my birthday. One died the day before my birthday, like a year apart. Married that long, yeah, let a man be a man. And part of that process involves a woman being vulnerable. What makes a man feel like he's a man is not necessarily being a the complete breadwinner, but when you can feel vulnerable enough to cry and come to your man, let him put his arms around you, that makes a man want to go out and do things for you and for that household. And for the sister calling in about um, making, how can she help man be feel more masculine like a man when she's making more money, let him do little things like there's nothing feminine about a man cooking. But when he says we're going to have a dinner time, all of us are going to eat at this time together with that particular ritual, that binds people together. And as far as, like, with a, positive, a very positive outlook and a future for the family. And I do have one question for Bro. Mm-hmm. Well, might be a question, might be a statement. Let's say a man is like a gardener. He finds a flower that's not ready to bloom. He's leading. And she has things like she wants that relationship, but she doesn't want it because the things she has to do for herself. I'm all like about what? You're going to do what you have to do for yourself. If you're not ready, you're not ready. Feel free to do that. You're to support you as much as you can, but you have to keep it moving also. Well, this is what I think. When men have not reached um, certain goals, they cannot commit themselves to a woman. Uh, I, I, oh, you, you said the opposite. I wasn't saying the man. I know. I know. I know. I know. And all men understand this, and I have to teach this to women because women are not the same. If a woman tells a man that she has to complete certain goals in order to feel to feel comfortable enough. Now, when the woman says that herself, not the man saying that, the woman know, says that herself. I know, I know. If a woman tells a man, and this is correct, you're saying a woman said this to a man, right? Mm-hmm. If a woman says this to a man, it's not true. It's not true. When women say that they're too busy for a relationship, they may be too busy for a relationship momentarily, and I'm talking about months, months only. But men can be too busy for a relationship for years, and those are, are and that is an honest statement and an honest situation. But if a woman says that she's going to be busy for years, two years <laughs> or longer, it's not true. Because mm. women, a feminine woman, let me put it that way, a feminine woman will prioritize her relationship with a man before everything else. And she wants it and she needs it before everything else. I liken it to a flower that doesn't know it's in the, well knows it's in the gardener's hand, wants to bloom and blossom, but is scared to allow its fragrance to drift out in the air and its petals to be kissed by the sun. 
he's a poet. You see, he's just hitting me with all the poetry right now. He's just, he just coming at you with the poetry. All right. All right, big brother. Uh, are we good? Yeah, I have a good evening. I'm listening to my bad ego now. Y'all have a lovely evening. Brother, <laughs> Thank you. To yourself, sweetheart. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about that. Bro, he said he wants you to take time out for yourself. Bro, bro fights for uh, femininity, bro. You ain't got to worry about that. Next caller from the 317-835. Your microphone is wide open. Caller from the 317-835. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, Kair. This is Lori. I think this is my first time ever calling in and actually pressing one, which is really cool, right? Oh, hey, sweetheart. Hi. Yay. Hey, baby. <laughs> Hi. So I have a question, and I also um, I have two questions. Yeah, that's it. So my first question to Ro. Hi, Ro. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing my best. I wanted to ask you. What are you? What are your? Does the information that you are bringing forth also apply to people that are in polyamorous or polygamous relationships? And I wanted to say um, what you were just talking about: women are men needing to be needed. What do you think about this situation that I just experienced yesterday? So I actually feel the very same way um, that you expressed about men needing to be needed. So I went to my lover, and I actually told him that I needed him to clean the windows of my car because I tried to do it, and it just looked a mess. And he came back to me. He's like, why can't you do it? I was like, I did. I, You know, I tried to do it, and I don't like the way that it came out. He's like, man, I, all you have to do is this. And he explained it to me, and I was like, well, I want you to do it. And we went back and forth for maybe a minute or so. And then I was like, okay, well, whatever. I didn't want to press the issue. What do you think about that? Because I was really, of course, I could have done it again, but I didn't want to. I wanted him to do it. I think that we need to remember that what's happening to women with their femininity is also confusing men with their masculinity often. And men are not sure what position each woman is taking. And they're also not sure how much information each woman has about men. But I guarantee you this. If you were to have said to him that you expect a man to do A, B, and C because you do not trade your femininity in for anything or for any situation because you need it to nurture everybody, all things would have fallen into place. Men are very, very clear about the beauty of femininity. If this man is masculine, he's extremely attracted to feminine. So if your femininity is on the table in a discussion, men want that off the table. He may not be sure that you're that clear on on your wants and your roles, but if you can clearly and precisely, not in a long, 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 long sentence like I'm saying to you, 
but in a very short sentence say to him, well, I'm a woman, and in order to stay feeling like a woman, I like to do womanly things. (laughs) This is somebody that knows this. We speak about masculinity and femininity. You just stay with it. You just stick with it. But here's the thing. If you're trying to convince him, guess what? That's two unhealthy people trying to convince somebody else to be healthy first. If you have to convince him, you're not using the technique. If you have to keep on revisiting the situation, then the person is not healthy. I'm looking at somebody yeah, sending you. a long – hold on, Ro. Somebody's sending me a long message in my inbox right now telling me reasons they should leave and reasons they should stay. He's physically and mentally abusive, but he provides for me. You know what I'm saying? But there's no children. Well, you picked him in a you, – you thought you could change him. Stop babying men. You want a men? You can't, you can't, like, a lover can still be a boy. A lover doesn't mean he's a man. A lover doesn't mean he's healthy either. So if the, if the penis is good and the sex is good, but he still doesn't have the qualities outside of that, then he's not healthy. Stop trying to convince healthy men, unhealthy men, to do anything. Don't convince unhealthy. You can't convince an unhealthy man to do nothing. I stand by that. Get the book, turn to chapter 5, read it over and over again, because you're going to see if the man is healthy or not. Then you'll know whether you are wasting your time. Yes, don't, don't waste your time. Time is money. Let me, let me tell everybody this, because as a Taurus, two of diamonds, May 17th, time is money. So if you got time to waste, Send me a hundred and send row two hundred. We'll take three hundred right now. So <laughs> waste. Buy a case of books. Buy a case. If you got money to waste, because that's what you're doing. Like you know. And then the other technique is, um, the other technique of I want you to do it doesn't work with us. She told you to act like pretend like you can't. Oh, I can't right now, or I I can't get it done because of whatever. But every and time you know you what, can, and I can't and that's get being it. honest. Don't consider yourself lying. You can't give away your femininity. You can't. You can't. So whatever you have to say to make that clear, whatever you have to do to make that clear, make it clear. You're not lying because you can't give away your femininity. As well, you're trying to verbally discuss and and exchange ideas with a man who probably does not learn verbally. (laughs) Your actions are going to have to teach him. Have silence. Sit down. Stop talking. This is a dream come true. It's awesome, baby! You know, a lot of women are like, my man said, a lot of women contacted me and say, you know, my man, he texted me and he said this and this and that and that. Well, then don't text him back. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what? I have to text him back because he, I want him, I want our communication to continue. Silence is communication to a man also. And to a woman. And to a woman on both halves, fellas, for you fellas, is silence. Women, yeah. yeah. Women think true. silence means that the relationship is over. Mm. Women think silence means that something is wrong. 
Men think silence means, good, I have some space to think. Or good, she's, let, let me think because it sounds like she's serious. Mm. 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 And, uh, um, okay, can you, can you tell me your views on the, what, or I was asking you, does this information also pertain to people in polyamorous or polygamous relationships? I don't know anything about that. She hasn't done the research, but for someone who does practice those relationships and has studied them in-depthly, her book can be applied. So that's why I look at it as a miracle. It can be applied, but that's why I love her honesty. She says she doesn't know anything about it. She's not. Inter- I don't think she's personally interested. I don't know. But the book was based about happy, monogamous relationships. But I say that all polygamous and polyamorous relationships are based on the same thing. The man still got to be the leader. Even if a woman has three husbands, then she better, she, she's, she's picking up three leaders. And if a woman has uh, one man and he's got three other girlfriends, then his ass better be a good leader, period. If he's a lame leader, then he will not be functioning in any type of relationships anywhere where everybody will be having longevity and happiness. Men want longevity. Women want happiness. If he's a poor leader, it won't work. You need to get the book ASAP. Get the book yes. ASAP. Get the book and ASAP. And I would like to add that, uh, you know, about this subject, I do not think it's graceful or feminine to be trying to talk about things that I don't know about. Woo! Standing ovation for you. Ooh, ladies, did you hear that? This is deep person right here. That's for you men, too. Stand down if you don't know what you're talking about. Shut your freaking face. Yes. Go, Ro. Woo! Thank you, baby. I love that. One more time. This is a dream come true. That's right. So what? look, so you, when you people are asking Ro to give you the answer for your girlfriend, tell your girlfriend to ask Ro. You know what I'm saying? Don't come through Lori. Lori's asking for her benefit. That's why I love Lori. Thank you, baby. But... <laughs> Don't let don't let somebody else pimp you, you know, because their relationship's a mess and they're trying to drag crazy girlfriend. Tell them the number or let them go to Rose website and book a session. They need to book a session because people who don't pay don't pay attention. So when I say you can get the book for seventeen ninety nine or however much it costs on Amazon, if the book is thirty four dollars, if how much is your happiness in relationships worth? I want everybody to go on my Facebook page and sit and put a dollar amount for how much your happiness is in your relationship right now. Go to my Facebook page and say my relationship, the happiness in my relationship or the longevity of my relationship is worth this. And that's what I do in my coaching. If you don't have a dollar amount on something and you stay in the Western society, then you jammed up. You don't know what value is. So you can't really ask for it. But you can't just work like and just think that you ain't got to invest some time into a good quality relationship. Time is money. So how much is it worth to you? And like she said earlier, a woman, what you say, Ro, one month of spending quality time with a man you should know? Yeah, you should be able to know if he's a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and put your go ahead and put your forty hours a weekend. If you don't, if you can't put in, in a marriage, 
The book says I'm giving this one away for free. In a marriage, you should be doing 40 hours a week for successful relationships. Getting to know somebody, you should be doing 10 hours a week, 10 to 15 hours a week. That means if you're not willing to put 40 hours in the month as a bare minimum in one month, then you really ain't really put that work in yourself to see, you know, what's up. But if you just want to say, we went out to eat, you know, twice, we uh, we went out a couple times and we text each other and we're on Facebook a lot. How much personal connections are y'all doing? We'll talk on the phone maybe three or four times over three months. You ain't serious and you're not going to get a serious relationship, nor do you deserve one. Nor do you deserve one. Thank you, Lori. Lori, are you still on the line? I said thank you. Oh, I thought that you had muted me. Yes, I am here. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, honey. Yay. Thank you. I'm talking to you later with your fine self. I have all the fine women calling in here. Ro, what are you doing? You just got the magnet on. Yes. Call her from uh, <laughs> and they and they all have money, and I want all of them to be calling in with the book. Uh, caller from 678-939. Your microphone is wide open. Welcome to Man Leads Radio. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Caller from the 678-939. Okay, you didn't have to hang up, but we'll move along. Thank you for letting somebody get your spot. Uh, if you're in the chat room, please call in because we got, I see four hands up. Some other hands may come up. But if you're in the chat room, please call in. We only got 11 minutes before the, before the, uh, before the after party. I'm going to try to keep it to the callers we have left. So if you got something to say and you want to hear the responses, please call in 347-205-9089. If you get knocked off, you can come over to the YouTube site. You can just go to CoachKRadio.com and... Well, I think you can go to CoachKRadio.com. Yeah, you can go to CoachKRadio.com, and you can watch the YouTube, and you can listen in right there. Caller from 267-495. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is Wanza calling from Philly. Wanza's Good in evening. the building. What's happening, Lord? I'm in, I'm in the building. Hi. I should have hit one. Of, hey, Ro. How are you? I should have hit, hit one earlier. Y'all done killed my question. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I, I, I do have one. Um, Ro, in your studies um, of different cultures, can you tell me, in comparison, America opposed to the top, to the America. top two countries, America opposed to some other cultures, why their men and women seem to have it more right as a culture, as a un, as a whole culture, than we do here. Um, like, if it's you know whatever culture you may pick, what specifically are the things that they do that we lack? Or some of the you don't have to say everything, but what are the main two things that those cultures do that we seem to lack right now? Okay, so the first thing when looking at when comparing cultures to trying to try to um, gather information. The first thing everybody needs to be clear on is we do not try to compare cultures where people are suffering and looking f- and um, searching around for food and, and water. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're looking at a culture where people are lacking basic human needs, then their behavior is not going to be their nature. They're, they're going to be operating in survival mode. So that takes a lot of cultures out of the equation. Okay. 
it leaves other cultures or at least pockets of people, like South Africa, for instance, right? In South Africa, mm-hmm. there is a lot of wealth in some parts of Johannesburg. And so you can compare those pockets, and you can do the same thing with parts of Venezuela. But if you want to look at all of South African culture or all of Venezuelan culture, it won't work because so many people are suffering, and their experiences and the way they relate to each other will be based on survival. Okay. This is not the example we're looking for because when somebody's in survival mode, they need to do anything necessary in order to make it to the next day. We don't want these examples. Contrary to how a black American or a white American may see themselves, we do not live in survival mode, even if we believe that we are. We are highly privileged in many ways. And even if we choose to believe that we are needing to scratch and survive, the government will still give us education and food stamps. <laughs> the government will still give us clean water. And those are basic human needs. We still have air that we can breathe and function. So. Let, you know, let's just take that off the table before we get into it. If we're looking at other cultures that are doing things um, in a more harmonious way within their relationships, and these cultures also have the same wealth and opportunity and basic need, human needs met, those cultures are easily, I can choose Italian, Japanese, and French. Okay. Okay. You can, I can choose some pockets of Africa, but because Africa is, has been widely mistreated, we can't look at any nations within Africa because of the way that they are treated and misrepresented. Hmm. Uh, but we can look at pockets within Africa, but not nations. So when we want to look at nations, we are going to look at places like Italy, France, and Japan. Okay. And the reason that we choose these places is because they um, they have very harmonious, rich lifestyles and relationships. Each one of their days is filled with joy, generally in the entire society, and this only can happen if man and woman are harmonious. And one of the main factors that I have seen within those three cultures is the fact that women are very clear about the nature of men. And what's different between them and us is they don't have the media telling them how men are, which is the opposite of what men really are. Their lifestyle does not afford for them to watch TV, even if it was interesting. But the TV is very uninteresting in France and Italy and Japan. It is completely boring. We have in America the most exciting, entertaining, off-the-chain TV and movies you can think of. In order for them to get that, they have to look at our stuff. Their regular stuff that they have access to watch as entertainment 
is not on TV. It's in real life, in real life interactions with each other. So in order to find out how people are, they have to literally interact with people. And they're copying the behaviors of their parents and their grandparents and of their society instead of the TV. And I know that that sounds like a really simple answer, but that is the actual answer. The TV is the main factor. Mm. Okay. Now, I got a question for for Coach. So, Kair, in, in this society that I particularly think we are grown boys, we have more men concerned with um, having sex and self relationships than actually building families, how do you think we can reverse that? Ooh, uh, the women have to help us. The women, ha- the women have to start setting standards. And be- because if I feel that way and I go to a woman, she can feel that I feel that way. Like women, we got uh, expendable sex partners from women. In, 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 in the year 2000, a woman sat down and told me that you guys are no longer the hitters. We are the hitters, and we get dick from y'all, and you all are trophy dicks. And we're going around okay. because you all are expendable. So the woman knows that I'm coming to her, and she says, we play on your mental to make you think that um, we let you chase us and all that. So when women stop dealing with unhealthy men, We'll snap out of it because, like Ro, like we say every week, we do everything for a woman. We get an education. We put on deodorant. We get Mac laptops. We get Jaguars. We buy pistols. We do everything for a woman and whatever her demands are. When her demands are low, we deliver low. So that's why. Like, we can't change. Like, we can't. I, I, I can't get men to change that. Now, I can tell men. I could be like, yo, homie, if you keep doing that, she's going to bust, you know what I'm saying, she's going to bust your head. You know what I'm saying? Meaning that right. Right. your your choice of women right now determines your future happiness. That's straight noble right. duality out of the Circle 7 Quran. If you want to risk being unhappy for a long time, then go ahead and keep doing it the way you want to do it, just like that. But who wants to be old when you're 70? But my solution is make a man write you a 500-page essay. Like every woman got to say, look, you ain't get no coochie, you ain't get no head until you can write me a 500-page essay and and you're wearing a belt and your pants are pulled up. Because that's like our number one hole in the boat right now because these, do, these dudes are still wearing their pants, sagging around their butt because girls are still having sex with them. If, if they couldn't right. get, because if a girl says, you look silly with that, let me ask Ro. Ro, if a man approaches you and his pants is hanging down and you can see his underwear, is there a chance of him having sex with you or getting or, 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 or getting a good blowjob? <laughs> There's not going to be a chance before that. But anyway. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. So Ro said, and so if more women would say, you're not having sex or a blowjob with me because I can see your underwear. You know what I'm saying? You should be asking to see my panties. I don't want to see yours. There's nothing. Women there's should nothing. not allow men who are not supposed to stand next to them to stand next to them without proper behavior. Period. It's and awesome, this, baby. 
Of course, all of this needs to be delivered with grace and tact and respect. But, you know, I have spoken with some very young men from who go to Morehouse. I think they must be 20 and 21 years old. And they are incredibly interested in how to find the right wife. Very interested. I'm sure leading up to that they are willing to have sex with any woman willing. <laughs> but that's not the woman who they want to marry, and women are going to need to relearn this. I cannot say enough that I need more men like you, Wansa, who can stand up and say I will actually financially put my money where my heart is and support this movement. We can talk about this till our faces turn blue, but if we do not literally do something, even if just a little bit of something, if men don't stand up, if older men don't stand up to the actual movement that both Kair and I are literally offering on a platter, we are offering to continue to discuss and teach this but we can't do it without support of the actual people. So what? this is a real-life solution. What can be done is that we can organize ourselves in such a way so that we can have a broader platform to discuss it more because even young men and women are willing and wanting to learn better. Excellent. Well, I'm in on the movement. You in on the movement, Lord. Appreciate that. I'm, I'm, in on the, I'm in on the movement. I know you are. Thank you so much. <laughs> such, All right. such, such a good example. Hey, Wanza, what's the name of your barbershop, man? Uh, it's called Iconic Bar. It's called Iconic Barbershop. Iconic Barbershop? Yeah, in Philadelphia. That means you cut people's hair who want to be icons, right? You walk out of there feeling like an icon, right? Well... Yeah, they walk out sound like an icon. I cut a lot of a lot of people that should be known as icons, but they're not popular because they're not singing and dancing on TV. But these are these are guys and women that can change your life, help your kids, you know, help you with your health. Um, unfortunately, those type of people aren't glorified. But um, if I cut Jay Z, like some of these guys promote, you know, I guess I'd be the man. But I cut a lot of heroes that change your life, other than cutting Jay Z one time. Right. That's what's up. So, look, for everybody who's on the call, now you get a special right now because I wasn't even going to do this this month. The coupon code for $25 off of my Moon Magic that starts this week, I think it's on the 16th. You can sign up tomorrow, though, is going to be ICON, four letters, I-C-O-N. ICON is worth $25. Last week I gave people a coupon who wanted to join Moon Magic because I'm serious about this, but you need help. You can put your program together, but you need somebody to help walk you through and, and keep you focused on the goal. You can't just listen to the show on Wednesday and then the rest of the week you're not focused on what your goal is, okay? you got to be doing it for the whole month. So the coupon code is going to be ICON, I-C-O-N, for my man Wanza, for Roe, for the books being sold in Philadelphia, go to the barbershop, get you a book if you're in Philadelphia. If you have a barbershop, you need to contact Roe. Roe's helping put money in your pocket. Now, what woman is just falling up in there talking about, yo, you put some money in your pocket by dealing with me. 
And if a woman comes to me and says, I can help you make some money, I, I don't even like I don't even care nothing. I mean, I ain't gonna say I don't care, but yo, she got my full attention. If it's a woman that says we're gonna have sex and then another woman that says we're gonna make money for a long time, let's have a prosperous relationship that's gonna make both of us some money. I'm going to be doing business with the woman who's going to help me make some money. So you got a barbershop anywhere in the United States, especially Atlanta. We've got big plans for those of you who are in Atlanta and you want to participate. Don't be sitting right or here. Or a being, hair salon. Or a hair salon. Any type of beauty salon because that we want you all to be the new libraries for the mm-hmm. community. We want you to be the new library because there are no more Barnes and Nobles. There are no more none of that. If you're interested, please go to Rose's website, Man Leads, and check that out about how you can get some books in the barbershop or in your beauty salon. You know, booking speaking engagements, Rose available, I'm available. We're easy to get in contact with. But before I get to the next caller, moonmagic28.info. You never heard of it? Look at, watch the video. If you have heard of it and you've been waiting, you've been saying it's too much. I don't feel it's too much because people come every month and pay full price. But I'm still giving $25 discounts, you know, when the spirit moves me and the spirit's moving me right now. So if you're listening to this show and you're down with man leads and you're down with being a happy, healthy relationship and you need some help and assistance, is it worth it to you to sign up for a program that's going to work hand-in-hand with you, all right? It'll only be 50 bucks for the whole month. If you ever got coaching for $50 a month, that's unheard of, all right? So ICON is the code, and you can go to www.moonmagic28.info. If you got questions about that, just leave a note, and then I'll contact you tomorrow. Next, 770-337. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, this is Tracy from Atlanta. What's going on, Tracy? How you doing tonight? Thanks for calling in. Um, outstanding. Hi, outstanding. Tracy. Hi, Ms. Rowe. Hi, Coach. Um, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Rowe, is is it quite possible that, okay, first of all, when you read the book, you'll begin to understand that um, our culture has been changed by means of the television, and that's the one common denominator that the other countries don't have with us. They don't have the media like we have. Well, because you you know you're doing all these mind transformations and getting us getting the, getting the women to to come along and I and you once said that you know black women are the easiest to change once they're armed with this information and even as I began to tell women about the information have them to go on the website look at the Instagram look at the YouTube's and everything I challenged them to turn the television off and just kind of like detox from the TV. And would you agree that that's a step that could possibly be taken, that because for you to put all this great information inside of them and then they turn around and be counterproductive by looking at things that's, you know, that's completely contrary to what's going to help them and what's going to help our community, our, 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 our black families, our families, period. And right. that's what I wanted to, you know, ask you about. This, this um I don't, I'm assuming that everybody is aware that the black family almost doesn't exist anymore. This is a hard reality to 
verbalize. I don't actually want to have these words coming out of my mouth. But I have watched what has happened in this country for the past, I've been closely watching for the past decade, and the black family almost does not exist anymore. We literally let the television become our realities. We literally do this. Whatever is happening on television in 10 years will become the reality of the black family. That's scary. And one of the main things we need to remember about a woman's feminine nature is that women are designed to empathize with everything that she sees or experiences. When a woman watches TV, we empathize with the characters on the TV. And nature has designed us this way so that we can care for a whole bunch of children at once. We're good at that. But we look at something and we immediately start to feel how that person feels so that we can know how to take care of them. But because of this nature that women have, we overly believe and have emotional responses when we watch TV or listen to music or anything else like that. It becomes our reality. We need to be incredibly um, careful as women to filter what goes into our hearts. It's not the same with men. There's no way I can describe it to you. Everything that we see and everything that we hear, we believe is our reality. Wow. Even if not on a conscious level. I would suggest that a lot of people just have more clear um, programming, TV watching and program watching in their household, um, like clear plans in their household. (laughs) What are you going to watch? How much news are you going to watch over and over and over again of the same information, just upsetting women over and over Men can watch Michael Brown, the the story of Michael Brown, and take the information, process it, and that that can be it. If more information comes, a man will add to that information, process it, and that will be it. But for women, every single time they see the same story over and over again on the news, we have another emotional reaction again, 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 again. And this affects our household. It affects our femininity. We become hard. You know, I, I, I'm very disturbed when I watch the Hollywood movies, and I'm, I'm watching the degrading of women, and I'm watching it being done at the at the hands of other black women and men, you know, because now I was watching uh, one of the Kevin Hart movies, and they just... They was just continuously calling each other bitch and this and bitch that, yeah. you know. And I'm like, I can't. It, it, it made me cringe. I'm looking at these beautiful sisters. I'm like, how can you say that, you know? Uh, and and I think that subliminally, we have to understand that there's a greater plan. There there is somebody somewhere 
pulling the puppet strings to, 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 to do this. It's not coming across in any other cultures, you know. Right. I just right. don't want it to be ours. I mean, they look like me. You yeah. know what I mean? We need, and, and, you know, a lot of um, black men have come to me and said, you know, Ro, I read your book, I see all of these different cultures of women have an easier understanding of men and know how to relate to men naturally based on their culture and their upbringings. Maybe I should just switch, but I don't want to, but maybe I should. And you know mm-hmm. what my response to that? Let me, you know what my response to that is? What's it's that? very clear. Wow. We are humans. And there is something that determines how close we can become to someone based on the way that they smell. Mm. Smell. It is a scientific fact that we can open our hearts and be close to someone intimately and emotionally the more similar they smell to our chemical makeup. Mm Mm-hmm. If they have the exact chemical makeup as us, we are repelled by them because they're too close to us. It could be our that could be our sister or our mother or our father. Mm-hmm. But if someone is has a very similar chemical makeup and their pheromones have a similar smell to ours, it is attractive to us enough to have harmony and sincere closeness. So this is why black men and black women want to naturally be with each other and why white people want to naturally be with each other. There are chemical reasons for this. Mm. I don't care, to be honest with you, if one individual or another wants to choose someone who doesn't look like them, but I understand that scientifically it is healthier for people to choose people that smell mm. similar to them, wow. their households, and their family members. Ooh. Wow. And the <laughs> smell that we are used to and that we need is the main reason why a lot of us are alone. We want what we want, and we need our own people to get it together so we can be with them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sad but true. We don't have that many options. Our devotion is with each other. We need to get it together for each other on a scientific level for even scientific reasons. Even if you want to take all of the social and economic things out of there, scientifically, we still need each other. Mm. You know, one of the parts of the book, Ro, uh, it, it just it just rings so true to me when the men went off to war you were talking actually you said on the YouTube videos the men went off to war and you know the powers that be found it very uh, lucrative and profitable to put women in the workforce and and what I, you know when I, I look at it and, and you know someone always told me follow the money follow the money follow the money well black Americans you know these numbers was, was right maybe a year ago but okay but just for the sake of round numbers we've made you know, $1.2 trillion come through the black hand, the black community, okay? Right. That's a lot of money. You know, you're right. talking about maybe a 16 to $20 trillion economy. And it seems to me that we will see and understand that it is good for everybody else to keep us all jacked up and messed up and all, all over the place 
because we give our money. We, we, it, 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 it goes back to getting our resources and keeping us in a state of at odds yes. with one another. But just like every other group, we need proper leadership. We can't, even if our hearts are in the right places, we can't remember every detail of what we're focused on, even if we want to stay focused on it. We need proper leadership. Mm. It's not going to happen from Washington. It's going to happen over the grassroots. It is not going to happen from Washington. And uh, bless President Obama's heart, but his family who raised him was not black. They were not black Americans. His wife's family were black Americans. Mm. He can get hints from her on black America because she was raised from with a black American family. But there's only so much that he can do to empathize with right. black Americans. Thank goodness his wife is a black American. Let's count our blessings where they are. Right. But we need real, compassionate, exposed leadership. We don't need leaders who do not see the benefit of getting rid uh, rid of their perm. Mm-hmm. That's Whoa. not helpful right now. Whoa. That's not helpful right now. Right? <laughs> we need great examples in our leaders, and we need our leaders to know the full picture of what's going on, not just people who are interested in hearing themselves talk a lot. Right. Right. And I'm not willing to talk a lot, but I am sure that between the three of us, even just the three of us, we are willing to do things. You know, talking is enough. It's enough with talking. We need to make decisions and act. Right. I'm glad you said that because what I, you know, you're right, we talk a lot. And so what I do is I constantly, every time a YouTube video come out, I constantly give it to the women. I call them alpha dog women, okay? <laughs> That's just, you know what I mean? I'm going to give it to them, okay? Let it provoke them and then let them, let the, and then allow it to filter out through those guys. Well, really, I give it to everybody. And then I have, you know, conversations with the girls about, you know, uh, about, the information that that I now can articulate. Right, right. I could I could not articulate this. I knew these things inherently, innately, but I I can see it now. You know, I was talking to this young lady, and uh, and you know, I was trying to get with her, and I and I just pretty much told her, you know, you know, if I take you out, hey, if I tell you you can't have uh, market price on the menu, that's what I that's that's what it is. But if exactly. I don't say have it, have you exactly. Know, and, then she, and then she said, well, I was giving myself, I said, you know, that's very emasculating. But, you know, you you can do that. But I said, you find, you, and you wonder why, you know, that guy is slowly making his exit away from you. But you have no idea of the things that you're doing. Exactly. What is going to hurt you for a guy to take you out and he can't pay $40 for a piece of fish? Exactly. I am um, completing a dating book, and 
And I need to do this because a lot of women do not understand that one thing you were talking about. If a woman is out with a man, she needs to be graceful enough to ask for what he has to pay for. She needs to be graceful enough to choose an item on the menu that is a reasonable price and ask. Mm -hmm. What is so wrong with asking? When I hear women speak other languages, I hear them asking the man that they're out with in Spanish and French and Mandarin and Japanese. They are asking the men that they're out with if they should get this or that on the menu. But if you only speak English, you're going to need some help on this. Hmm. That's wrong. Wow. That's not, that is low class. Choosing the most expensive thing on the menu is being abusive. Hmm. Hmm. Woo. She said it. She said it. She said it. There it is. We got to get to the next caller, man. I don't want to run out of time. I want to everybody Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it. I just want to make sure I got this quote right before I type it on my Facebook page. (laughs) I want to go over here and get this joker right word for word. Now, you just said ordering the most expensive women. I'm I'm, going to put women first. I want you all to hear my Hear my uh, women ordering the most. What you say? Ordering? Just, just say it again. Ordering the most expensive. Ordering thing. the most the most expensive thing on the menu is abusive mm. Mm. and low class. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. And, and can I quote you on that? I'm like a reporter right now. Can yes, I quote you? Yes, you can quote me. But also I want to add that it is an insult to a man for a woman to try to pay at during a date unless she has specifically made it clear that she is taking him out and treating him. Oh, okay. It is an insult to assume that he cannot pay, does not have the instinct to pay, which is a form of providing, and it's also abusive to have the bill being shot up with a bunch of things that you want. I cannot stand it when I see American women. They know that the drink costs the same amount as the uh, as the main entree, yet they're ordering the drink and another drink and another drink. That is mm. classless. That's classless. Just order what he offers. Wow. You are supposed to be a graceful receiver. Take what he offers. If you can order anything on the left side of the menu or the right side of the menu or anything from the entire menu, he will tell you. 
but you have to be graceful enough to show respect and to ask. And, yes, that is going in my dating book. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, let me get to the next caller. That was amazing right there. Uh, Caller from the 337-251. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Oh, good evening, Kyra. This is Naima. I'm calling from Louisiana. Hi, Naima. Hi, how are you? So good. How are you? That's great. You said so many things since I pressed one and I was just like, oh my <laughs> God, this woman is all up in my head. Like, a lot of things I've been saying. Like, I was told that to my girlfriends and stuff before. But it's, um,. Well, I really want to say it was just a comment I noticed how it was for women to um, struggle with their femininity. And just a little tip, something that I did, you don't necessarily have to be in a relationship or a dating to practice being feminine with a man. What I did, I just, there was a time when people, especially men, would always ask me, why are you angry? Why are you upset? Smile. I was like, well, I'm not angry. The sun is just in my eyes. And I'm squinting. But, like, I'm, after I made a conscious effort to, like, be sweet and just exude sweetness, I noticed, and it, and I, it was never my intention to just get a man or anything, just to be more sweet. Right. And I noticed that um, over time men just started smiling at me for no reason. They started opening doors for me. And now it's like at the point to where, like, I'll be, say, like, I'll go to the gas station or something, and I'll park my car and go be walking to the um to the store to go pay because I don't use my car very much for that. And, like, if there's a man and he's parked in the front of the store, that man will stand there and wait for me to walk across the parking lot and hold the door open for me and smile. And usually they don't even try to hit on me, but it's just something about me to where it was like, I need to stand here and wait and hold this door open for this lady. Yes. Do you have the book, my dear? No, I'm ordering it this Friday. You have to have it. You need to have it. And it is not just a book, it's a manual. But the thing that you are saying is incredibly true and important. Women do not understand this power. And men invite this power. This is not anything manipulative. This is called man charming, okay? Mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe is a very good example of a man charmer. <laughs> Felicia Rashad, who played um, the wife on the Cosby show, was a very good example of a man charmer. If you want some other, like, you know, um, Halle Berry is a very good example of not a man charmer. Okay. Okay, she is very beautiful, but she repels the nature of men. Men become repelled by her, and they have to leave. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is an art form. Being a beautiful feminine woman is an art form, and I am so happy to hear all of these good stories. Yes, men are going to be lining up to open the door. That's 
how it's supposed to be. Enjoy it, girl. <laughs> I, I am, I am. It is, so it is so much fun. <laughs> I revel in it. I really do sometimes. And make them feel good and appreciate it. This and is I a beautiful do. exchange between us. You're right. This is not always someone that you're dating. If I go out with a man and he's paying and we are just friends, guess what he's going to get? He's going to get my undivided attention. He's going to get my ultimate respect. I am going to make him feel like the king of everywhere that we go. Why not? And it makes me feel good. Right. And and I He's paying. He's paying. He's not going to get sex, so I may as well be really, really nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I do the exact same thing. And um it was something else that you said to um another caller that really struck home with me and it was like almost the exact same thing. I was at grocery shopping last week and I the random thought just popped into my head about how a lot of women these days they talk about, Oh, we the mothers of creation and you know, we're smarter than men and we're this and that and it's like women, they want to acknowledge their um their roles as creator or goddess or whatever, but they don't want to acknowledge the role that they play and the way that men behave towards yeah. us. Yeah, like, I think that came from the feminist movement, and I hate to say oh, it, yes. but women love to take more privileges. The feminist movement was supposed to make everything equal between men and women. Now it has gone way lopsided. Women just get way more privileges. They get yeah. to make fun of men. They get to make men sit in the corner while they talk it up with everybody at a party. It's out of control. Right. A lot of it now is actually patriarchy in, in a skirt. That's yes, women are out of control. Women don't want equality. They just want to be able to boss and control every situation until, until we realize that we are not being properly loved with all of this damn control that we don't actually want. <laughs> right, exactly. And I like am so sister. willing to give up control to keep my femininity. Just take it. Let me sit down. Please. Would you like a Cabernet? Let me get you a drink. Anything. I want to stay a woman. Right, exactly. <laughs> I tell my friends all the time, like, a lot of them, they, they claim to be feminists, and I tell them straight up, I'm not no feminist. I'm not trying to do no heavy lifting. I mean, I, I'm not trying to fight nobody. I, I can. My daddy trained me in several forms of martial arts, and I took taekwondo lessons for two years. But, like, if there's a man with me, <laughs> And, and I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to sit back and let him handle it. If there's a band around, like perfect example, when I was moving into an apartment one time, it was just me and one of my um, fraternity sisters helping me move my stuff in. But there were some men who lived downstairs, and they asked to help, and I let them carry all the rest of that stuff by myself. I'm not trying to do any heavy lifting if I don't have to. I'm not trying to perform any men's roles when there's, Men who are capable and willing to do it, and I think uh, uh, feminism 
and that whole sexual revolution thing has really have us have us messed up because me and my friends we talk about all the time how men they be they ask us, Are you for real? Like what like where did you come from? They they act mm-hmm. like they're like VHS is a VHS tapes or something, like like so mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like you you don't argue, you're not <laughs> you're not always blowing my phone up and asking me where I'm at, you're not and you just mm-hmm. you're, you know, trying to emasculate me or anything. And I'm like, but that's not what I grew up seeing, so why would I do that? And like a lot, and I tell, say all the time, you know, we women, we mess the game up. We don't, I, well, I don't say it like that, but you don't, I don't want to curse around you because you don't like it. But no, I, I don't like, like it. You know, we don't we <laughs> mess the game up. We don't mess the game up for real. And if we want to change the way that men relate to us, we need to get back to our natural roles. Like, uh, to me, feminism seems to be more about a thing about not letting a man just beat on you or anything right. without, any, um, without any repercussions. It and we are past be, that. Men are very, right. you know, we have to be clear that a lot of domestic violence took place after feminism started. Really, did it? A I lot. Men couldn't believe that women were claiming for the first time in history, to not need them, to not want them, to be better than them, to be able to do every anything that they could do. And it was just like men were like, listen, we can't be a woman, so why are you trying to be a man? Right. And this was the first time in American history that um, domestic violence shot up very quickly, and it became this huge issue in our country. We did not have women being beaten all the time, like in the um, 70s and the 80s, these were responses that men didn't know how to react to women with all of this newfound masculinity. And I'm not advocating anybody attacking anybody physically, but I understand that being confused has caused a lot of those problems. Men now know that the best thing they can do is stay away from women. That's how they feel safe. You can stay away from these masculine women. It makes us feel safe because oh, they're wow. too much. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She's, she's absolutely right. I got to get on the call it though. I definitely Oh yeah, that was all I had just those two comments. But I enjoy it and I'm um actually after I read the book, I haven't really been saying much to people because like just like you, I don't wanna talk about stuff that I don't know about. Like after I get the book, like I was seriously thinking about telling some other women that I know about it and like starting a book club. And like I yeah. have other friends who have organizations that help women and I'm gonna tell them about it. And like maybe see if like maybe they'll be interested in getting a book for the women in their program. Yes, and I think in, most of my readers do not have the ability to keep the book to themselves. So you'll see. <laughs> well, luckily all of my friends live out of state, so I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everybody wants someone else to read it. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, okay. But thank you. It was nice talking to you. Thank you, too. And good night. Good night. Good night. Peace. Thank you.
this is a dream come true. Next caller from the 424-207. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, I'm going to leave it anonymous. Excuse me? I'm going to leave it anonymous. Oh, okay. We'll put it anonymous. <laughs> okay. As long as you're not, as long okay. as you ain't the anonymous releasing them pictures down there, you know, but go ahead. I know. <laughs> yeah, I had a question. Um, there was an interaction with uh, with my partner today. We have a long distance relationship, and he had shared with me that he was really horny, and explaining how it was a little frustrating. So I gave him a couple of suggestions, um, and then about four hours later, I didn't get any response. So I I had text. Um, why didn't he respond back to my text? And then about, I'll say about three hours later, he responds saying that, you know, I was busy, getting busy, you know, taking care of my stuff for the day, and I don't badger you about responding or not. And this is why I wanted to be single, because I don't want to answer to nobody. And um, just kind of want to get, like, your feeling, your your expertise uh, response, uh, row on what do you think that's coming from? My response back was, you know, um, where is the love, the gentleness, the intimacy that I was rooted from? You know, there's not any sense of control or anything of that nature. It's just trying to connect on a deeper level. And the response back to that clearly was just... Um, I'm just not answering to you and moving forward. Okay. How old is this guy? 38. Okay. And you all are in a long-distance relationship, right? Yeah. And he said previously that he wanted to be single, right? Um, He said that's why he wanted to be. Because he didn't want to answer to anybody. Okay. Well, that's the answer. Do we have a case role of another woman trying to change a man's answer? Is uh, maybe? Yeah, I'm just, I mean that's uh, the answer. He told you the truth. He seems to be, and this may be wrong because it seems like you may be a little upset, but he may also be verbally abusive. Any type of meanness. See, this is ne- this needs to be very clear, especially to black American women. I, I actually do not um, usually use the word black when I refer to people, but I'm using this so that everybody understands what I'm talking about. Anytime a man is mean to you with his words, that counts as verbally abusive, okay? A lot of women, a lot of black American women are confused by what can be considered verbally abusive and what, can, what does not. And I, I need to be very clear with this. If you are in a loving relationship with a healthy man and you thought he was healthy and he tells you to do something instead of asks you, 
that's not verbal abuse. Because masculine men find it to be feminine sometimes by asking. They feel like it's begging, and they feel like the word please can sound begging. That's just a matter of choosing between masculine energy and feminine energy. However, and this confuses a lot of women, when men tell them to do something, when men who they know, who they believed were caring and healthy, have a moment where they tell them to do something, something like, like go get that paper off of the table for me. And men, women find that to be offensive and wonder if that's abusive. That's not in the category of abuse. But any other meanness when, may, when men use their words is abusive. Mm. Uh-huh. Especially considering what I keep saying over and over again, which is men do not communicate mostly verbally. So if a man is using his words to be mean to you, that is abusive. And he is not someone that you and I should be discussing. Got it. Why do we, and that's, that goes back, she summed the show up so perfectly. Healthy relation, um, the blame game versus accountability. You have to be accountable. Why are you asking questions about an unhealthy man? So here's my question. Do you have the book? Yes. So have you turned okay, to chapter Okay, did you recognize? Five? Wait a minute, wait a minute, Ro. Do you have, have you turned to chapter 5? where it says the 15 qualities of a healthy man. I actually have. Um, my answers was already in place before I asked that question. I just really wanted to hear maybe a, a deeper introspection off of and what I already you gathered. Know what? That's okay. That is perfectly fine. If you noticed when I wrote the book that there are several things that are repeated, have you noticed that? I I say some things and then a few other pages later I will repeat it. And lots of men have pointed this out to me. Wow, you repeated that. You repeated about respect a whole bunch of times in the book. That's because to a woman something is not the truth unless it's repeated. (laughs) So it's okay if you call here so that I can repeat something to you so that it becomes reality. That's okay. I understand. Thank you. You're welcome. Yay. Thank you for calling in. Yay. Hey, Anonymous. I like you. I appreciate you calling in and being courageous, too. And you got the book. You a baller in my eyes. Thank you so much. That's right. But... (laughs) One of the hip-hop shows, I'm going to have a song on next week because it seems like a lot of y'all have not heard this song yet, and it's called Dougie Fresh Did It. Drop that zero and get with this hero. You cannot keep getting caught up in, I'm going to hurt his feelings. No. Ro didn't say this this week, but she said it last week. Women, you are too caught up in having a man for show 
so it looks like you are desirable. That is a Western disease, not a phenomenon. It's a disease that you're going to get a man who's not present mentally, but because he's there and you're saying, well, we've been together for this many years or we've been together for that many years. And when you ask him, he says he's cool. Yeah, but he's not functioning like that. And you're having physical problems in your own life, which your health is not optimal. And you know the sex ain't good. And you faking orgasms. That's because you doing a uh, straw man type relationship. Don't do straw man relationship. Don't do skeletal relationships. Put the, get the whole thing. Get the whole thing. Drop them zeros and then get you a hero. Look, look at the book and look. Here's the tip, bro. I learned this real quick. Some of you ladies, this is what some of you might try to do, and this is gonna this is gonna backfire. Do not get the book and go say, "Honey, I bought you this book. You need to read it so you can be a better leader." That's gonna backfire. Do not do that. Don't do that. So let me give you some game, ladies. Let me give you some game for free. Get the book. He calls you. He says, "What are you doing?" What you been doing today? We always ask that. That's us. We're just trying to, we're we looking for something. And you say, Psh, man, I'm reading this book, Banana. I didn't really got time to talk to you. I got to finish this book. Now, you're not lying. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, this book is amazing. I got to finish this. And he said, what's the name? Yeah, if you want to check it out, you can, you know what I'm saying, you can check it out. Really? Do not suggest. If you really want this guy to look at the book and you don't want to come off like you're telling him what to do, do not say you really need to read it. Say, if you want to, if you want to see it when I finish with it, then you can check it out. Don't, because if you say you can get it right now or come over right now or I'll bring it to your house right now, no, you're moving too fast. You just sit back and say, when I finish with it, you can check it out if you want How's your day been going? Act like you ain't said nothing. How's your day been going? Yes, and here's the best part. I titled the book Man Leaves, and women find this book to be a turnoff very often. But the reason that I titled the book Man Leaves is because men will read it. And out of respect for men, I gave them the title. And if men are going to lead... They need to be able to have that title as the title of the book. Also, when the man opens the book, he will immediately be attracted to the fact that it is incredibly simple to read and written for the way that men think. Men are delighted to read this book. Men who have not read since they were forced to read anything in high school will read this book. And although women can't understand why I titled the book Man Leads, it's for men to be delighted. Most men don't want to read a relationship book, but men read this book. And we put our money with it too, because I'm 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 tired about my paper. But you know, I uh, I paid for the book. I got I paid for the hard and I paid for a Kindle too. So, and I'm my, my library. I ain't got. I don't even have no room for nothing that's like not top shelf. So it's a very easy read. 
like so. Hey, get up on it. Okay, we got another caller. Caller from the 215 Her father is always present, always here, whatever it was. Oh. Like, oh. This young lady also. Hello. Oh. She's a detachment. Oh, look, Rose, she, she's giving you a time. She's giving you a time. The American children and the American women with both men and issues that the women was always angry to come in, how the children that the children from school, the school over there, she said, and you don't see women from all the country. Caller from the 215, please turn your speakers down because you press one and we're trying to bring you on. So we did hear you telling someone about Roe and how she's such a fat person. But you have to stop talking to them and talk to us. So I'm going to unmute your mic again, but you have to turn the speakers down, okay? Turn your speakers down. So we, we can hear what you're saying because we really appreciate two one. So you may be over there by the Icon Barbershop. So let's try this again. Caller from the two one five. Your microphone is wide open. Hello, can I uh, have your name? Wow, well, calling from? Okay. Well, 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 I I did push for the gym, but I'm glad they put you put me back on there. I was on for a long time and they hung up because I was out on the bus the whole time I've been listening. I was traveling. So oh. I get home. Yes, I'm just so, so, you just, hmm. Well, I'm just so elated about it. Oh, I'm just so elated about hearing about the book, listening to you. And now I was just talking to my young daughter and her mate, telling them about the book. Um, I missed this in my life. I missed it. I mean, I'm older now. I have five granddaughters, and I need, I need, I'm going to the Icon Bookstore tomorrow to buy the books. Good. I mean, I heard so much. I mean, I'm, my life has been a lot of, of pain, okay, but I'm just so happy that I can learn this and pass it on to not only my daughter, my granddaughters, and any other young sister and brother. I'm a mother of five sons. So I need to book some of my sons, too. Yep. What this I, what is I huge. Heard. I heard you talking. I'm so impressed. I you know everything. Gosh, I just, <laughs> you just don't know. I was in tears when I first heard it because it's like, well, I still, I can still live through my children. That's it. That's it. I have this information. I have to have it, and I have to pass it on. Um, Coach, you know me. I, I come from that flaky DNA. So I'm working on that. <laughs> yes. Because, the, the, you know, how I, I was brought up, I wasn't brought up with all this beauty and all this culture that is um, row, coach. I'm going to be one of your number one um, horn tutors, everything else I need to be because we need to change this society. It's sad. We have to change it. Are we connected on Facebook or something? No, I have to learn how to do all that fancy stuff, too. I saw it for a moment. I got on Instagram, and I was like, well, how do I friend you? How do I do, you know, and sometimes my daughter is impatient with me, so I have to work on that, too. 
Yeah, and, you know, on, learning if, about all this if you have stuff. Instagram, do you use Instagram? I have an Instagram, but it's like, how do you, I mean, I went on there and I found you, but I didn't know how to, I didn't follow you. I just saw you there and I read some things that made tears come to my eyes. <laughs> yeah, you just press the follow button and that's it. Okay, so I'll go back on there and I'll do that and whatever else I need to do. First thing I was trying, I, I put up icon on the on the uh, Google Map, and it didn't even give an address. I said, well, I'll just walk around and find it. I'm going to find it tomorrow. <laughs> well, he said that it's in Germantown. And if you go onto um, Instagram and just leave a comment on any one of those pictures that you see and let me know who you are, and I will send you, I'll respond back with his address. Okay, 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 that's, that's great. Whoa. Like I said, I can I can live seeing my young folks happy. I am so grateful that you get it. And I have a lot of um, readers who are all the way up to 80 years old. A lot of readers tell me that this is the first time that they have ever thought of their femininity. I oh, I I got the, the what do you call it the goosebumps the chills because it was always there even though I wasn't raised like that I was raised by a mother who said uh, anything you need done you don't need a man you do it yourself. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just and we like up like that. Right, and we like to make ourselves believe that our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers had their femininity intact. It's not really true. If anybody was born after 1940 and they are a black American woman, it's very unlikely that their femininity was able to be embraced and adored. Those of us women who were able to keep our femininity born after 1940, are the lucky ones. Hmm. Uh, I'm so high now. It's like, dude, I don't go to sleep now. I'm just, I just, I need to be up first thing in the morning getting this book. Yes, and you know what? It is time. I'm sorry, what did you say? Going earlier with with Coach when he was, with this, you know, with the, uh, talking about the bullying. Yeah, the other show. Yes. Yeah. It is so time. It all goes together. Yes, it's, it all goes together. And it is time for black women to realize that we deserve our femininity. We're not giving away rights. We're taking back our rights to be women. Amen. And it's time. Hallelujah. We have worked so hard. We deserve our femininity. I'm just happy we're talking about it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I heard it. You said, see, while I was was waiting on the bus, I was texting so many people to to, uh, call in to listen in. I mean, I just blew up everybody's phone. I was like, look, this phone number, just listen. It's awesome. Well, guess what? It's going to be a recording, and we can share it later on through email and everything else. Oh, I definitely will be sharing it. I'll be like, oh, no, we're going to have tea. Sit down, click, listen to Right. 
Well, this is a very good one, this particular show. Yes. I'm, it, yes. All of them, I think, have been really, really great. But I think each time we do a show, it gets better. Right, Coach Kair? Every time. Every time. It just keeps getting juicier and juicier because it just falls into place. Like we said, there's so much content. There's just so much content that uh, we just there's so much there's so many topics to cover. Like we really haven't really scraped over any more than about six percent of the entire book. I promise right. you, we, and have not, we have not. I, you know, I bet that the average listener believes that we give away so much, and it's interesting because <laughs> it would take a year and a half, in my opinion, to discuss the whole thing on the radio. And we can take folks back to 2011, coming up in 2012, when everybody was all into, oh, it's going to end, it's all over. No, this is the beginning. Yeah. This is the beginning. It's the beginning. And my book is called Man Leads, but I, I would like to make it clear that women lead indirectly with their femininity, Yes, and I thought that was just so beautiful what you said about President Obama and Michelle. That was just totally awesome. I will Thank explain you. that again so I can pass <laughs> the point I've... to us. Thank you. Yes. I thank you both. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm up. I know I'm supposed to be asleep now, but I'm up. I'm up because I'm up. Thank you, Isaac. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Love you, Coach. Thank you. Thank Love you. Love you, Thank you so much. All right. Uh, Roe can be contacted, com. He's on Instagram, man underscore leads. When you go to her uh, page, you can see the icons on man leads. She's got a um, Roe cut note. Is, I, what, what, what's the Facebook fan page you have? My Facebook, you can just type Roe cut note, R O. C-U-T-N-O. Mm, okay. Um, absolutely. There we go. So now we only got like a minute left, so I'm going to just open the line for this last caller. We may be gone. Don't forget, you can go to CoachKayer.com. Check me out, ManLeads.com. Roll out, and we will be here next Wednesday at 10 o'clock for a new big surprise topic. So get your book this week, all right? Next week at 10 o'clock, tell everybody, ManLeadsRadio.info. Please post on your social networks. Call it from the 352. Your mic is open. Talk fast. Hi. Um, my name is Angela. Hello, Ro. Hi, Coach Pierre. Hi, Hi um, Angela. I just want to thank you so much because I just received a phone call from my ex, and we had a very mature conversation. And with that conversation, he was able to pinpoint where I was feminine 